We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Tuesday. Thanks for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. Uh, the Blazers played the Detroit Pistons last night. Uh, and the Blazers back at home get a win, 135-106. Uh, it's been a pretty gnarly last couple of weeks, especially Friday's game against Golden State, where I, I had to... Just womp womp. I womp, was, womp. I was watching on Twitter as they fell into like this massive hole because <clears throat> I was calling the LSI, where the Westland Lions, holy smokes, knocked down the number one team in the country. Upset Two top yeah. 25 teams in the country, including the number one team in the country. We might have to carve out a couple minutes for the yeah, rest of the lines because we that was that was impressive. Tremendous stuff. Um, but I was following along, and it was like one of those things where I was going, oh, well, well, this is a, a done one. Then it was like, oh, 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 here they come. And then, here they oh. come. And then, wow. They ran out of gas because they, they had eight players. Eight players, and those three <laughs> players that came off the bench were Jabari Walker, Trenton Watford, and Drew Eubanks. Uh, they had nobody not, else who could dribble, pass, and shoot coming off the bench. That's not good enough for Twitter fans who said <clears throat> it should have been better. Yeah, I mean, you had your. I saw some people right. saying they, they should have played Dame less, so he'd been less. I'm like, who, who are you putting on the floor? Yeah, that was... That, okay, that was a whole other thing. But, shorthanded, they lose that game. They come back last night full strength, mm-hmm. and a little bit more because we finally saw Gary Payton second. We got wind that Gary was probably going to play Monday through the old back channels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's wait and see. You know, we talked a bunch off air and, was, you know, we've we've heard this, this spin up before, right? And it was like, I'll believe it on Sunday when it goes official. And the belief was it was going to go to questionable. Yeah. He didn't go to questionable. He was not listed at all. Okay. And so that was full go. So um, get there for pregame. And uh, I got the opening questions to Chauncey, which was, hey, Gary, good to go tonight? Chauncey says, yeah. I said, on a minutes restriction? Chauncey, yeah. You know how many minutes? Yeah. You going to tell us how many? Nah. Well, it was 13. <laughs> I... Gary did let loose uh, that he was the, the the aim was twelve, so basically two six minute shifts. Yeah, 
which fine. I think when he's fully ramped up and he's got his win and he's ready to go, you're looking at him in the 22 to 24 minute range well, on at most. Then what we can deduce from last night, right? Because no overreactions will come out of last night's performance. No. Uh, he will average uh, if you just 14, double it, 14 points, eight, eight assists, and uh, two steals, and he'll shoot 75 percent from the field and 100 percent from three. Because the two steals part of that. Probably need that. spot on. <laughs> but this was, it was great to see him come back. One, just to to have him on the floor and ease all of the people that are like, he's never going to play for the Blazers. This is Festus Azili all over again. God, I was this is Pau Gasol all over again. <laughs> this is, you know, insert Blazer that never, Anderson Verjao, Joe Ingles. Like, this is going to be another situation where we never see him play in a Blazers uniform again uh, and or ever. And it wasn't. And what you saw from him, I think, Immediately, like he comes out, you know what, like a minute and a half into his shift, knocks down a three on on the far wing. So he starts his very first time he touches the ball, it's a sloppy handoff and it's a turnover. And there was kind of a groan in the crowd. Well, it's like he's fitting right in. Yeah, no, it was perfect because there was a there was a stretch of sloppiness in there. And it was like, let me rephrase this, dude. <clears throat> the first quarter was a travesty. <sighs> it was awful. And like halfway through the. For second quarter, too, before they went on that 15-0 run. Yes, and Gary was a part of that. Yeah. And he knocks down that corner three, and the crowd goes nuts. When he gets ready to check in, that place roared, man. It was it was a packed house last night. That's cool. It was, it was Pistons Monday, game. Monday night, too. Monday night, Pistons game. It was packed. Yeah. I think you had the, probably the folks who were like, oh, let's get in a cheap game for the new year just happened to be Gary Payton's return so yeah. I mean it was a sellout last night well and then he knocks down the three but then he also has that lob to Shaden oh, Sharp where that God. I don't know if you could I, I don't think people really appreciate one how, how fast he threw that ball mm-hmm. and the, the placement of it on on a such a flat arc like that mm-hmm. and to hit Shaden Sharp right in the middle of the rim and Sharp just to did what I Sharp know, does elevate and yeah. levitate up into the air and just sit there to dunk that like that was uh, that was jaw dropping mm-hmm. how effortless he made that and that's something that look there's a lot of guys that can throw those lobs Josh Hart has done a pretty decent job of throwing lobs at times for the Blazers. better than most most lob tossers the Blazers have had over the last couple of years that ain't Dame's game though no he did Dame did attempt a three quarter court one to Shaden that was I like the audacity I was like good for you Dame yeah because he knows that that's the thing is Shaden has shown put it. Near, yeah, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. He's like and, a golden retriever, or he's like one of those uh, retrievers when you see the dock throwing competitions, yes. where they just run off the dock and just go and jump, blindly the ball. jump it. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's and that's for, a good description. Dunks though. Yes, and but he's not. That's not Dame's. That's not who Dame is. No, this is a part of Gary. That was incredible yes. to see, and that's another thing that you can unlock. And then on the defensive end, they are still a far away away from being anywhere near complete. But he can unlock a hell of a lot more on the defensive end for this team, especially with the second unit. There's something that you and I were talking about uh, last week, and it was the points of emphasis as the Blazers are practicing, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is communication yep. on defense and how valuable those those four days off that the Blazers had after Christmas were. That I was listening for the communication. It seemed as if, like, the court mics were jacked up last night because, like, the the audio levels on them. Because you could hear everything. You're just talking. They're, they're just talking more. It, they they are. There's a long way to go because yes. you hear what good teams do on the other end of the floor, mm-hmm. and it is constant. 
but they're starting to talk a little bit more when you're when you really tune in and listen to that aspect of it. It, it is a little bit better now. It's yeah. gonna be. It's, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a long time. Gotta, but now you have a guy who understands what it means in yeah. Gary Payton the second. You've got a lot of guys in this team who aren't talkers. Yeah. Dame is not a talker. Ant's not a talker. Jeremy's not a talker. Like there's a lot of guys who just a lot of their actions carry their way. Nurk is historically when he's at his best is a pointer and a talker, kind yeah. of dictating the flow. Uh, but you need that through your entire defense. The thing about Gary that's different. Jeremy's a good point of attack defender. Josh is a solid point of attack defender. Like he gives you the effort. Gary's one of the literal best point of attack defenders in the entire NBA. And there was a yeah. And there was a sequence where you saw what that meant. Yeah. Gary decides I'm gonna go pick up Corey Joseph at about 55 feet. And Joseph looks at him like, ah crap, here we go again. Yeah. And he knows. He, he knows what GP is. He's not a dummy. He immediately turns his back and starts walking. He's not crossed half court yet. He's got his back turned on a defender before crossing half court. That may not sound like anything to you. That does not happen from primary ball handlers in the NBA. No. Unless you've got Ben Simmons or Gary Payton on you. Well, this is from Corey Jez, top ISO defenders in the NBA last season. Yep. Uh, number one, Drew Holiday. Number uh-huh. two, De'Aaron Fox. Number three, Gary Payton the second. Number five, Jeremy Grant. Ah, weird. Remember that whole thing about people saying that Jeremy Grant was not good on guards and all that nonsense? It's <clears throat> Look, it, it's neither here nor there. But Gary, very good on guards. Yeah, he is good on guards. And now uh, Jeremy Grant, in crunch time situations, doesn't have to be guarding the primary ball handler even less situations. than that. Even less than that. And the more important thing than that Jeez. to me is, guess what? He doesn't have to do the whole bleeping game. <laughs> Guard the best player. That's getting a. And it's not like he, Jeremy's picking up the best player every possession. Down the no. But seventy-five percent, and when he's on, when he's on the floor. So let's say he's playing thirty-six minutes. So he's probably spending twenty-eight to thirty minutes a night on a primary score. Drop that down to twenty, twenty-two. Yeah. How much more energy? Look at last well, night. He had a hell of a game last night, 36 points. And guess what he didn't have to do all night? <laughs> well, play defense, but that that's that's also like a Pistons thing. Like, but they, listen, listen, you, you can't take a ton from this because the Pistons suck dramatically. They're very bad. They they might be the worst team in the NBA with Kate out. Bogdanovich, I appreciate his hustle, oh, he's though. so good. You have a big man who is not afraid to just cherry pick and not cross half court. I'm, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. There was a few possessions in a row in, like, the first quarter – where he got three easy buckets. He's smart. Because he didn't cross half court. Just He realized he wasn't going to get back and, and pick him up in transition. Well, the, the Blazers decided to play soccer instead of basketball, and they were booting the ball everywhere, mm-hmm. and that helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he didn't even cross half court. He was just like, yeah, I'll just gonna stay down here, guys. Love I appreciate that. A big man that's just like, no, I'm not crossing. No, it's perfect. He's smart. Do it. But at least we saw Gary Payton second. You saw the trickle-down effect and what it means. What is it going to mean, though, for this team as his minutes get and they grow? Mm -hmm. What does the progression look like? Let's dive into that next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, 13 minutes of Gary Payton the second last night. Uh, what is the ramp up going to look like for him in his minutes and how quickly we see these things grow? Because he looked like he wasn't gasping for air. He's been practicing for over a month. It's just a matter of getting the, the NBA lungs. Yeah. Like, that's that's going to take a couple weeks. And they're, they're, I've seen a few people kind of freak out about a quote that I tweeted from Gary last night. And that was, I feel as good as I'm going to feel this year. It is what it is. Uh, I'm just going to have to thug it out. And I talked to Nas pregame about the core injury. And, mm-hmm. and the thing that he told me was that his hip, his shoulder, and the core, the core is the hardest thing. He said the shoulder, oh, yeah. it's, it sucked. Like it took, it took a lot. But he goes, part of the recovery from the core surgery is literally tearing the scar tissue yeah. and then letting it heal and tearing the scar tissue and letting it heal. Like it sucks. Like, Part of the process is setbacks, mm-hmm. and then like they're planned setbacks. Gary said like he had a couple quote unquote setbacks, not that the team didn't disclose, but like mentally getting over that hurdle sure. because you saw his level of play. Gary's not a guy that can play at 80, 85 percent, he has to play at 100. He plays at breakneck pace all the time. That's how he made it in the league. So he's going to have to build up his NBA lungs to get out there. But I would expect that by the All-Star break, he's at where he's at. Yeah. And that, look, people freaking out about that, like, that is every player from game one, yeah. by the way. like <laughs> you, you That is back. the best you feel all season long. <laughs> that is every player their very first game. That, that truly will be the very best that they will feel. Um, but the good news is, uh, coming out of the Blazers' schedule, though, is that Look, they've already played over half of their road schedule. By the time they get so done with far. this this road trip, they'll have twenty four of their forty one road games done. They have seventeen remaining, and so he is. He, that means he's missed half of them because mm-hmm. that means they've played twenty one, and, and they have a three game road trip right here. now. He'll be at home. They have a couple more breaks that are extended. Mm-hmm. The back to backs that that they have again, those double headers that they have. They've already played a lot of those games. Yep, they've got. Three left of those series games, and so like it, you're you're talking about the chunk of time that he missed is probably advantageous for a guy that is working back, right? Yes. Scott schedule softens up. Hell, his first game was against Detroit without Cade Cunningham. For goodness' sakes, that is of it's a good way to get started. This road trip just on its on its own was it Minnesota, Indy, and Toronto. Those are three pretty good games to have on the road if you're going to play three road games right now. Because Listen, Minnesota has been a basket of cats until they somehow beat Denver last night. But they still don't have Carl Anthony Towns. And, but even before that, they had lost seven or eight yeah. straight. Uh, the Pacers are actually the team in this group that is playing the best. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton continues to, to ball out. The Raptors are in a tailspin. 
Yeah. They they got shellacked by those Pacers last night. How is he? Well, okay, that's for a different day. But how is a team that is that talented that bad right now? Is it just is it truly because Fred Van Vliet got washed that quickly? And that's a huge part of it. Their shooter Full. can't shoot, so they got Pascal Siakam. Fred can't <laughs> shoot, and his defense <laughs> fell off a cliff. The same is true with Gary Trent Jr. Gary's not thrilled right now in Toronto because of oh, no contractual stuff. He wants to get – I don't think that the Raptors want to pay him the money he wants to get paid. And he's having trouble getting on the floor and staying on the floor because he's struggled defensively. But they got Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi. And Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, one of like now 50 players that have scored 50 points this year in the NBA. That list is incredible. Oh, the the, the guys who scored 50 or more this because year? Because last it's night, bonkers. we cause... haven't even mentioned it, but uh, oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell went for 71 on 34 S- shots. 71, 11, and 8. Almost a 70-point triple-double. This is following up Luka's 60-20-10 game. I don't want to hear about that because I had Luca for three three pointers in that game, and he had sixty on two three pointers. So I'm really <laughs> mad at Luca right now. He's he's an absolute piece of garbage. Okay, that cost me twenty five okay. freaking dollars. So wow. that's a lot of money to me. I, we quite literally have found the one person not impressed with Luca's sixty point triple double. Oh, wow. No, he went two for six. <laughs> two for six. Are you kidding me? That's this is Andre Miller getting fifty two without hitting a three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that is exactly what it, that that is a wild stat. That's the most impressive game ever. The Dallas Mavericks. Oh, was it? Yeah, I totally forgot about yeah. that. But uh, the list of guys that have scored fifty already this season, Siakam's on it. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see like how many different names it is. Scoring this year is bonkers. Um, uh, they are on pace. The NBA is on pace to have the highest points per average, uh, points per game average since nineteen eighty five. When the NBA was broken. Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to go and you, you look back in the record go books. Go look at Kiki Vandeway's uh, numbers from 85 to 80. Go look at the Blazers record books as team totals and team records. It, they're, it, all, they're all there. It's not the teams that you're thinking of. because no, they're all there. Once that team got broken up, the Blazers got good, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Like, they were they were a good team, but, like, they'd score, like, 140 points in a game. Like, it was nuts to think of how the, the team scoring records, the individual – uh, numbers were through the roof. They just never played defense. Kiki Vandeweghe averaged in his Portland career 23.5 points, shooting 53-41-88. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And, like, this text came in at 503-250-1080. It says, nobody cares to play defense either, obviously. Uh, I take it as the NBA's all-time defensive low. Okay, you go. here's the problem. Like, we're having, like, a renaissance of scorers, too. Yes. Like, in, try to defend Luka. Try, try to, defend to defend Kevin KD. Durant. Yeah. We're not talking about KD right now. KD's... They've won 12 in a row. Honestly, the, KD's the MVP right now. Well, yeah, it's like, Kevin friggin' Durant. It's not only his offense, but it is also his defense and closing games out. Like, for me, it's it's KD and Giannis. Luka's number, th- number three. Yeah. But... I don't think you can go wrong with any of those three guys right now. And and try to defend any of those three. I mean, like, and this is the thing is that you have those guys, but then you have the Steph Curry's. You have Clay Thompson goes for fifty. You have Shea, who's there's seven guys I believe, unless it dropped out. Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Where there's also this aspect of it too. If your team sucks and you're not trying to win, (laughs) go get yours, buddy. 
Go get yours, and you go and you fill it up because that's exactly what these guys are doing. I mean, it is, it's incredible to think. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, you got guys like Devin Booker still exists. Oh, LeBron James just had back-to-back 40-point games after turning 38 years old. You have got scores that put you in a pickle, man. And offense is at an all-time high in defense. There's one big problem with playing defense in the NBA right now, Danny. You can't. You can't do it. You you, you literally can't get physical. Like, like everybody's like, yeah, play defense like the '90s. All right, have fun in your six thousand six minutes of play. Yeah, shooting sharp fouled out last <laughs> night in twenty minutes. Yeah, because I got too handsy. <laughs> you can't be physical with guys, and the skill level is otherworldly. So, uh, it, it, it's actually changed. Uh, KD somehow has fallen under thirty points, and so has Donovan Mitchell. They were kind of flirting around that. Mm. They're 29.6 and 29.3, and LeBron's at 29. Wow. So those, those you almost have nine guys averaging 30 or more a game. Okay, here's a question for you, um, because we are talking scoring right now, but we started this with Gary Payton the second, and when he ramps up. Mm-hmm. Because of his defensive prowess, what do you think closing lineups for the Portland Trailblazers in tight games looks like? It depends on the opponent, but we have seen Chauncey start to go offense for defense, swapping out yeah. one of Ant yeah. or Nurk, depending on what the situation is, on each side of the floor. I could see this. It's a smaller lineup, but I could see them going Dame, Ant, Gary, yeah. Josh, yeah. Jeremy. I can see I, I could see because here's the thing. Jeremy's not this great rebounder. That's like his that's the one thing he struggles with. Gary is the best rebounding guard percentage wise that there is out there. Josh Hart is the best rebounding wing because he's now qualified as a wing that yeah. there is out there. I'm just trying to think of like the teams that, that you don't want that lineup out there with. Like Denver, you don't want it out there because you have Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. who put you in mm-hmm. a in a height mismatch. But most teams across the NBA are, you, are downsizing in the final minutes. Yeah, and that's that is who you want out on the floor. I mean, I mean, really, unless it's a team with like a true big, but like maybe Phoenix. But I guess you don't have to worry about that anymore. But again, and this is where you, you what I think you missed in the Golden State game is that I don't think that the Blazers would have come back in the first half if Nurks on the floor which is part of the reason they did, because they went small and they were able to kind of really get things going offensively. Mm-hmm. But in the second half, especially the closing five minutes, having Yusuf Nurkic to set screens, to yeah. be an outlet, to be a rebound, an offensive rebounder, yeah. I think that was a big thing that they missed. Obviously, all the starters playing all those minutes, those guys were tired. You know who else would be tired for the Warriors? Literally everybody who has to fight through 48 <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic screens a night. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, By the way, Nurk's screen last oh, night was clean. That was a clean listen, screen. He decleated. I don't even remember who it was. Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey. Jay, Keon Johnson <laughs> broke Jaden Ivey's ankles <laughs> to the floor, gets up, and then Keon just leads him perfectly, the perfect angle oh, to Nurk's shoulder. And Nurk is square, and he yeah. folded Jaden Ivey like a launcher. And Ivey ran into him so hard, like Nurk's foot moved six inches, and that's what got him the moving screen. Nurk was, got I, screwed incri- last night. He did. He did. All three of his fouls mm. that he picked up were garbage. Oh, All the three. The turntables have turned. Maybe I'd feel worse for him if he <laughs> start winning when I bet on him. <laughs> 
Maybe if he scored 15 points a couple <laughs> nights ago, I would care. I am not a... Uh, and this has been Will's Gambling Degenerate Corner. <laughs> Karma sucks. <laughs> and Nurk deserves all of it. Win me a bet and I'll love you forever. That's true. Lose and I hate you. Yeah, that, right. I mean, that, 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 everything here tracks. Right. That's too true what to Dennis. What if he wins you a bet? What if you go the Blazers over and his dunk, excuse but, me, his layup uh, is the one that gets it? Then I'll, then I'll run down and kiss him on the mouth. That's going to result in a straining order. So or he'll that'll like be it. interesting. Um. Okay. I don't even know where we were before Will started talking again. Oh, oh, yeah, he got screwed. He got screwed. But here's the thing that I I find interesting with that closing lineup. Gary is your de facto big. Did you see Gary working in the pick and roll last night? Uh, He was a a screener. He was, yeah, and I like that, but I I don't know how effective that's going to be against, you know, good teams. It it will be. Gary, no, Gary is a good screener. He is a guy, listen, he's not Draymond in the short roll, but I, on this team, I trust Gary as a playmaker four on three mm-hmm. in the short roll more than anybody else. Yeah. I just feel like with teams, that's e- it'll be easier to defend in that regard because of the fact that you're not getting that mismatch of size as much. But you're you're putting let's let's say you you do that now. All of a sudden, a bigger guy has to deal with Gary as a rim runner or playing four on yeah. three. Because even though Gary's not a yeah. point guard in the sense. He's got point guardy stuff. There was a, absolutely he grabbed a rebound last night, brought the ball to the floor, flattened out the defense, kicked out to a wide open three. Yeah, like having another guy who can confidently grab the ball and advance it across half court, and you're not you know puckering so hard that you're crushing diamonds. <laughs> the Al Farouk Aminu experience. Do you remember that? That's what went into my head every single time he grabbed the ball and advanced it. I went to 53 wins with him at the four. 54. 54 wins with him at the four. (laughs) And then stepping out of bounds. Oh, God. So many times. So many times. But, yeah, having that guy who can – having another guy who can dribble past shoot. Okay. Because they don't – there's a finite amount of them on on the roster. Yeah. And having another one of those guys is tremendous for him. And having him be a guy who's a screener, who functionally plays as a big – does unlock some stuff for them, and you're going to see some. Like, he caught on the short roll last night, and you can see the defense around him look at him kind of like, what's going on here? And he goes to a floater and hits it, and it was like, oh. Oh, 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 he can – that's right, he can do that. Yeah. Hey, one last thing on Gary Payton the second. Raise your hand if you pooped your pants a little bit when he rolled his ankle, because I did. (laughs) I I went, oh, oh, great. Really? He – he said after the game he rolled, it, but he felt fine. He went and hopped on the yeah, bike. He, I but mean, he was okay. But I was like, oh, "Oh, this is great." Speaking, you know what? Let me give a little bit of good news. All right. Uh, Justice Winslow was walking around the locker room without bo- without a boot and without crutches. Oh, that's really good. News. I look, considering how he looked. Yeah. Last week, I didn't think there was a chance he played till the end of the month, till All maybe All right. Star break. He may be back sooner than that. Well, great. That that is great news. No, it's great news. Like getting, listen, getting Round Gary back, Nas. getting Justice back. Also, uh, Nas had his MRI and his uh, his hip on his hip. Uh, the the, the, the femoral fracture. Fracture. Uh, looks better. He's, okay, good. He's been cleared to resume some stuff. Okay. So uh, we're getting there. We're okay. getting there on this. This team might, for the first time this season, by the All Star break. Be the healthy it's been all season. Actually, have its one through eight ro- like rotation that they intended to have. 
All right, it is time now for our worst day on the web. No, it is not your beloved USC, which a texture is asking on the fan text line, hey, did USC win yesterday? I think that's directed towards you. We will have that in the 2 o'clock hour. Coming up next, no, 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 no. The worst day on the web is a man where uh, it continues to be a horrible day on the web, yet he continues to skate. First as well with SportsCenter. That sucks. All right, it is time for the worst day on the web. Today, uh, it goes to a man who, he's gotten away with a ton over his career. Um, Whether it's inflammatory comments towards, I mean, most notably LeBron James, throughout his entire career, trying to diminish his entire career, to, uh, you know, saying that that Troy Aikman was gay in the early 90s. He has been a man that hot takes. He's been an artist of them for four decades now, five decades. Uh, Skip Bayless may have met his match last night. Uh, when DeMar Hamlin went down, uh, the entire world was watching something unfold on television that was far greater than a sport. It was... Uh, you, you were watching... People quite literally tried to save a man's life. Mm-hmm. His friends, his family, his teammates struggling with the surrounding uncer- him. The uncertainty. Yeah. And uh, we saw it come to a point where the game got canceled. Well, when as all of that is happening, uh, Skip Bayless decided he was going to tweet out, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude? is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And that has gotten a ton of backlash, and rightfully so, man. He is getting eviscerated. It's currently at 77,000 quote tweets. That is bad. That's the most I think I've ever seen. I don't know if I have ever seen this many people call for somebody's job. And not just like... In Twitter parlance, the blue checks. Yeah, I'm talking people in media, like yeah, not and not your bloggers and and no. low. I'm talking people at networks. Yeah, saying you should not, you should be fired. I have and, not seen this many athletes do the exact. Damian Lillard tweeted WTF quote tweeted WTF yeah. last night. You and I, we we've been in this industry for a while. Yeah, what is one of the unspoken rules? You never ask, you never call for someone's job, regardless. Yep. Unless like it's a criminal. Yeah. This isn't criminal, but it it borders on it because of the thinking. Absolutely. That's 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 the thing is that there are legitimately people, lifetime media folks, who are saying this crosses such an ethical line. You deserve to lose your job. Yes. And that is. He tried to backtrack last night on Twitter, and this is what... The tweet's is, still up. That's is, the insane thing. But this is what Skip Bayless has always done, is that he has always said something inflammatory with enough of an out to where he tries to cover his own butt, and he ends up getting away with it. Like, at the very end of that tweet, said, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. He is trying to lean on that as, hey, I was just saying that... This I caveated game, this. And no, no, no. No, because everybody else was watching a scene, and we're t- and this goes back to how many people were actually watching the event. Mm-hmm. In that, in the magnitude of it, the reactions that people had, he has now lost that credibility 
any shred of it that he had before because of this is like beyond reading the room. I don't even know what you would, I don't even know what planet you would put this on. This will be a, if anybody goes way beyond reading a room, somebody skip Bayless this moving forward because this guy has gotten away with so much garbage that he has spewed over his career. And this is going to be the one that may be his undoing because he went on Undisputed today. And I don't know if you watched his entire uh, uh, quote-unquote apology that he had. No. I didn't watch the show because I won't watch the show, but I saw somebody put a clip out of it. I didn't even get through the whole thing because it was it was BS. I mean, he didn't believe any of it. He was, he was fake emotion throughout the entire thing. It it just reeked of a BS apology where he's trying to backtrack. I did. I listened to over half of it. I didn't hear him say I'm sorry once. I didn't hear any shred of an apology. Mm. Presidential apology, huh? If I don't know the old the old the old political one where you never actually admit any level uh, of culpability or or guilt. It was a lot of, and I, I was kind of the same way as you, Dusty. I only got through halfway, but it was a lot of like this is a tragic situation. There, this is going to be tough to talk about this kind of whole deal, but not once in there does he go like, Hey, yeah, maybe I stuck my foot in my mouth. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, I don't know what happened, but Shannon Sharp wasn't on the show today, which is usually his co-host on it. And that may have been by design. Uh, but those two, there's now a, an article up on awful announcing about uh, the fact that they, many folks are saying that their relationship is so bad and fractured right now that they don't know if it'll be able to be repaired. And you want to contrast what Skip Bayless said to what Shannon Sharp said last night about it. He said, please keep DeMar Hamlin in his family and your thoughts and prayers. The NFL doesn't have a manual on how to proceed after an incident like this. Praying hands. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, And, like, look, there will be a very small amount of people who are like, well, He's right. I mean, there's playoff implications. No, not when a man is quite literally, literally dying hanging in the balance. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a damn no. thing. And yes, are there playoff implications? Yes. Sure. But they don't matter. No. In the grand scheme of things, they don't matter. Oh, this isn't some. Man. I've seen some people like, oh, there's some virtue signaling in this. Go to hell. Nah. Like boldly, go to hell. If that's what you think this is, you're an idiot. That's not what this is. This is literally somebody's life hanging in the balance. We will get back to football in our regularly scheduling program when we know he's not going to die. <laughs> yeah. So that's our worst day on the web today because it continues to get bad. You said how 77,000 quote tweets on that tweet? Yeah. That's usually a bad sign. Yeah. That's never a good thing. Not not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. All right, uh, Skip Bayless, your worst day on the web. Hey, we said we were going to talk about him. Let's get to him next. We had a pretty incredible thing happen locally over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it was outstanding. Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. All right, we had something really cool happen last week right here in our own backyard. Uh, we are great partners with the Les Schwab Invitational. It's one of the premier basketball tournaments in all the country. Yes. Um, right here in our own backyard. Also, John Wall Classic, knock it off. 
What is it? What, what the, are the, they doing? They they have one going on at the exact the the exact same dates. Oh well, that I mean that's fine. There's enough good teams. Well, and it's like only, but this one it has prestige, and that's different yes. from the John Wall Classic. Is that the LSI is so well established, and it, it is incredible to see uh, the talent that comes out here and. Mm-hmm. With the media coverage that it gets from NBA scouts, from well, that's the, the scouting thing. services that come out to cover the event, it's incredible. There's a big change. NBA teams can go scout again. They that's were not different. they were not allowed to scout high school. Well, I'm sure as hell hope they were that the LSI this oh, past they were week there. because it was a a tournament where you had some of the top teams in the country, and and just to put it into perspective, uh. The Westland Lions are the LSI champions. And I, along with Rashad Taylor, I had the joy of calling the semifinals mm-hmm. in the final games. You had the, in one semifinal game, you had the number 20 team in the country taking on Westland. Mm-hmm. And the 23rd ranked team in the country was taking on the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. There was one of those teams that was not un, that was not ranked. It's one of those teams that's not ranked in the top 25 in the country. In the semifinals, the Westland Lions, which go a starting lineup of six foot, six foot two, six foot two, six foot three, six foot three. They have a six-man rotation, and they bring their big man off the bench, who's six foot five. Big man, quote-unquote. <laughs> Yeah. Their big man is smaller than Duncanville's wings. So they took on Sierra Canyon, the 20th ranked team in the country, in the semifinals on Thursday night. And they ended up winning that game. A team that features the sons of three NBA greats. It was only the third double-digit loss that Sierra Canyon has had in the last six years, I think it was. Ah. <laughs> it, it was an impressive victory. They were bringing a seven-footer off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, a six-foot-eight, six-foot nine uh, player off the bench, and they started guys that were like 6'10", 6'8". Yeah. 6'8". They, they, they have real they have, college size. They have Bronny James on the team, Anthony Hardaway's son, Ashton, who is the best player on that team, mm-hmm. and he is 6'8", and he is silky smooth, and he is fun to watch. They have uh, Scotty Pippen's kid, uh, Justin Pippen, who mm-hmm. comes off the bench for that team, and they have, I think, five or six divi- guys with Division One offers. Yes, like their top eight are all, they're going to play college ball. Up to that point, too, Bronny had been averaging like 20 points a game mm-hmm. in the tournament. He yeah. was unreal all and, tournament. And Westland put him in a blender. Yes. They put him on a blend in a blender. And it was the physicality that Westland plays with. Shoot him up, baby. They Adrian Mosley, you know, Jackson Shellstead, who's going to the University of Oregon, he's a top 50 recruit in the country out at Westland. He is a dynamite player, and he is fun to watch. Adrian Mosley might be my favorite player mm-hmm. I've I've seen at the Westland or at the Les Schwab Invitational ever, and I, we've been going to that since, you know I I remember going and watching Tyson Chandler yeah. for Dominguez at the Memorial Coliseum, right? It was he may be my favorite player because all of those six ten guys he was he was He's at, playing with them he was in the center circle doing the jump ball no. and against guys that are six ten six eight and he was winning he was down low going through the lane and not afraid of anybody. He was taking on defensively some of the best players in the country and not flinching one bit. That was Thursday night. They knocked off Sierra King. That should have been their their Super Bowl. What happened on Friday night, it, it's the biggest upset that the LSI has ever had because it was a local team that is nationally <clears throat> unranked. Called it. <clears throat> and as you've ever seen Westland play basketball before. Um, 
And no, you didn't. You said they'll give them a game. I said they'll compete. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> we'll round up. We'll say you got that one. Uh, they just, played. Just they played the number one team in the country, Duncanville, Texas, which has a top ten player in Ron Holland, who's going to Texas, and he's every bit of it. Yes, he got literally. Duncanville won the tip, and two seconds later, he was dunking the basketball. That was that was how the game. Started. And you went. Oh, it's gonna go like that. He is six foot eight, and he can fly. Mm-hmm. KJ Lewis, who is a uh, Arizona commit, he's a guard, and he looks like he plays safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is six foot five, and he is jacked, grown man. They have a their their big man, uh, Cameron Barnes, has got offers from Memphis, Baylor, you know, everybody, as in like the top programs in the country now. Yeah. Texas, I think, is on his offer list. Uh, he's six foot ten, mind you. Remember, Westland's tallest player is six foot three. That they are playing. These teams are eleven deep and ten deep. That were running dudes off the bench with sides. Westland bullied them out mm-hmm. of the gym, and it was incredible to see. It was a team basketball that was so fun to watch and the difference is like this Duncanville team is the two-time defending state champ at the big level in Texas. That's no joke. Listen, doing that in Texas, you're playing so when you talk about like NBA cities, LA, Seattle, Chicago, yeah. New York's still there kind of, but Texas has kind of taken over in the sense of like Houston and Dallas. If you look at the players over the last like 15 years to come out of those two cities alone. It is insane. And you you realize how many schools are loaded with NBA dudes in Texas. So to be the back-to-back 6A state champion when it can go to like one of 12 different schools every single year there yeah. is impressive. And again, they're, they were the number one team in the country. And this wasn't some like half-cocked, overbaked number one team. Look at their roster. They, and they have bludgeoned teams all year. They don't lose. Like no, they don't lose. Don't lose. Like it is. It was incredible to see. And the thing that was brilliant about it, we've had teams come and and show it. It's the first local team to win the LSI since mm-hmm. 2012, um, when Lake Oswego did it. But when we've seen teams that are local thrive, it's been on the backs of Kevin Loves. Kyle Singlers, Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s. Legit monster college Aaron players. Miles, right? Yeah. I mean, we have seen, like, it, it has been with those guys, right? And they were teams that, those guys were, with the ex- exception of Miles, like, these are all guys that are big-body dudes. Yes. That, that's the difference, is that we see good local teams that get overpowered. Westland isn't that. They're just a bunch of smart, athletes and my favorite friggin' part of that team is that most of them were playing on the state championship football team a month ago this team hasn't even been together for a month jackson shellstead who's a top 50 player in the country was playing on the football team mark hamper who's going to play football at idaho uh sam levitt who's going to play quarterback at michigan state Mm -hmm. Uh, and he is an athlete like he is put together he is all those three guys, they have a six-man rotation. They only play six dudes. Not nine, not ten, not eleven. And they went on a four-day tournament where they boom, shouldn't boom, boom, have, boom, boom. You shouldn't have basketball legs yet. Nope. They were in football shape. 
and they played their butts off, and they beat two of the top teams in the country. Handily. That's incredible. Handily. Double digits in both of their wins. I I, I haven't seen anything like it, man. No, it, shout, we, shout out to those guys. It's, it was incredible. It is. Absolutely incredible. Incredible what they were able to do. And look, I get it. I get Adrian Mosley's the reigning PIL player of the year from Grant High School, and he transferred into Westland. I get that Sam Levitt was playing at Westview, and the text machine wants to, you know, put a knock on this Westland team. Guess what? Because guys, are guess what? Duncanville in. and Bishop Gorman are. Bishop Gorman <laughs> is a public, or excuse me, Duncanville is a public school in Texas. Yes. <laughs> public. Public. <laughs> yeah. A lot of air quotes on that. Right. I. It doesn't matter that those guys transferred in for what we're talking about at that tournament because they had no business winning that game no. because those two guys... On paper, they don't touch. No. They, they don't touch Sierra Canyon. No. Let alone Duncanville. And Rob Key, the coach for the Westland Lions, man, he... Hell of a job. His guys love him, man. Hell of a job. It was fun, that was fun to see. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to see uh, that all play out at Liberty High School. And it, it was it was a joy to call it. It's the biggest upset we've seen uh, in uh, ever. Ever. I mean, they beat the number one dang team in the country by double digits. Mm-hmm. And I loved this part about it, that <laughs> the te- the gym turned on Sierra Canyon because <laughs> they just wanted Bronny, right? Yeah. They, wanted, they wanted to see Bronny and Bryce James turned on them. The championship game on Friday night, Duncanville walked into that gym and they didn't have a chance against that crowd. <laughs> Home game. The <laughs> home game is an understatement. <laughs> that place was loud. Yeah. And it was cool. It was really cool to see. So shout out to Westland and that whole program. Hell of a year. It was. It, it, yeah. It, they're just getting started. Yeah. Right? Quite literally. They're 10-0 and 0 right now. They're just getting started with this thing. So um, uh, kudos to, to Westland. They put on a great show. At the LSI. And uh, thanks to Primetime Sports, man. John McCollum and Reggie Walker do an incredible yep. job putting that thing on uh, and letting us be a part of it. So uh, it was a really cool event. And the hometown kids, they did everybody proud because, look, there have been years where you can put together an all-state team and they're going to get run out of the gym you, by the teams that come in. I'll be honest. You could do that probably over the last decade and they would. that would be the case. Oh, yep. Yeah, realistically, you're, you're, and I'm not. And I'm, not right. I'm not trying to downplay the guys here and how hard they work and the the, the good prospects that have come out of Oregon. Different it's a, world. It's, it's a different world. But it, yeah. the, just a numbers game. Oregon does not pro- produce. There's are there are cities in Texas that produce more college D1 guys than the entire state of Oregon on a regular basis. It's crazy, crazy to see. Um, all right. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, what a bad day yesterday was for the Pac-12 teams. Ah, Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.